You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked on LSU podcast brought to you by Rock Auto, where we thank you for making us your first listen. Ed Ogeron met with the media Monday recapping a disappointing loss against Auburn, looking ahead to Kentucky. We'll get through a lot of what the coach had to say, and also a big, literally and figuratively loss for the Kentucky defense in advance of the LSU game. We will get there. But Ed Ogeron, here was his opening thoughts Monday when meeting with the media after the Auburn loss. We had a great meeting this morning. Our staff tell the truth Monday. I want to say this first. Ultimately, I'm responsible for, for the performance of this team. I've always been responsible and I always will be. First and foremost, I want to get that point across today. Things that uh, we need to fix on offense, pre-snap process, our run game, we need to be more physical. Red zone, we're very disappointed. We were very disappointed in our performance in the red zone. And third down. On defense, obviously, the containment of the quarterback, rush lanes, and how to tackle quarterback. Uh, though we had some tremendous pressure on him, but give him credit, he made some tremendous plays. And also, when we're chasing the quarterback, we have to stay in coverage. We call it plaster. We need to work on that. We can't get out of coverage. I discipline on a man-to-man and third down. But overall, I thought we had a great meeting with our staff this morning. Uh, we have a great meeting with our team today. There's some tremendous leaders on this team on offense. Keyshawn Butte is doing a great job of leading us on defense. Uh, Damone Clark is playing outstanding, great leader. We're going to count on those guys this week. Now, you heard Ed Ogeron there at the beginning of that take full responsibility for the loss, and he did that multiple times throughout his press conference. And he was asked by Ed Daniels out of New Orleans why he felt it necessary to continuing uh, to continuously say that he took responsibility. I just think I just, I just think it's clear that uh, you know when things don't go wrong. Uh, obviously, I get asked questions, and maybe they may sound like I'm trying to point the finger or something like that. And as you know me, Ed, and everybody knows me on there, that's not me. I'm going to take full responsibility for everything that happens in this program, and uh, and that's just the way it's going to be. So here's one example of what he said post game when Ed Ogeron was asked after the Auburn game, "Why were you burning timeouts? Why could you?" not get a play in there at the end of the game coming out of a kickoff. And here's what he said post game. We just have to hurry up. I mean, we're just trying, we're trying to change the play. I told him that we have to just call a play and run with it. And uh, sometimes we're changing the play. Sometimes it's coming in late. And we're trying to change the protection. Just not enough time. There's, there's no excuse for that. We, we should not be at that point. So post game there, he didn't take responsibility. He essentially laid it at the feet of Jake Peets, which – it is Jake Pete's fault. He's the play caller. He needs to get the play in, needs to roll with it. But Ed Ogeron is also the head coach who can tell Jake Pete's call the damn play and move on, which he didn't do. Now, on Monday, Ogeron was asked about his confidence level in Jake Pete's as a play caller. Well, you know, here, here's the thing. I got to take the responsibility for that. I got to talk to the team. I uh, talk to the offense, and I'll continue to talk to them on the things that we have to get fixed. Uh, there are some things that are very fixable. And we just need to settle down, mostly just call the play and let it go and, and not try to change the play. I think that's where we're getting into most of our problems. I think this it's not that the guys are not working. It's not that they're not trying. I think they're trying a little too hard. So uh, we need to simplify what we're doing on offense and let our players play. A notably different response to a similar question on Monday as opposed to Saturday, which kind of illustrates the issues. Post-game when things are emotional Ed Ogeron does lay blame on other people. And Monday, when he's had time to come back and think about it, 
he says the right things with a little coaching before his press conference. So, uh, listen, I, I don't know that that whatever he says in a Monday press conference or post game press conference is going to satisfy when this when the product on the field continues to be what it is, and that's something they're going to have to fix now. Ed Ogeron was asked about the possibility of bringing Steve Ensminger back to join Jake Peets in the booth. Yeah, that's a thought. That, that's a thought, and uh, that has been uh, considered. Uh, I think Steve is enjoying his uh, his uh, retirement, and uh, he he does come. He does come as a consultant, and maybe he will come in the box. Might be something I'll talk to him about. Good idea. What I don't mind saying is that Steve Ensminger, as I've been told, had not been up to football ops since his retirement, and uh, Ed Ogeron did invite Steve Ensminger to be with the team for every game this year, which is why many saw Steve Ensminger with the team at uh, the Rose Bowl in UCLA. He he made that trip. Um, But after the UCLA loss, uh, Steve Ensminger did start coming up to football ops to work with Jake Peets and the offensive staff. Now, to what extent? That I'm not sure. And clearly, he's not been in the booth on game days assisting with any of that process. I personally think that would be a very difficult ask. If someone isn't there every day working, watching practice, going through game plan every single day, it would be very hard to just assume that person could then be in the booth making split decision, split-second decisions on play call and, and functionality of the offense, et cetera, as they move through a game. That, that seems almost like a, a ridiculous ask quite honestly. If Steve Ensminger wanted to be on campus every single day, you know, working with the coaches every single day and completely reimmerse himself, then that would be a possibility. But unless and until that happens, that certainly doesn't seem like a route that LSU would would go. But we'll follow that clearly. Um, it is the Locked On LSU podcast. Uh, we Ed Ogeron did also start discussing Kentucky. We'll get to that here in just a quick second. But remember, prize picks. If you are a college football fanatic, prize picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. You will love this. It's College Sports Daily Fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone, and they offer everything from your Power 5 all-star players like at, at an LSU all the way down to your Group of 5, your FCS, and they allow you a 100% instant deposit match of up to 100 bucks when you use the code locked on. So go to prizepicks.com. That's prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked on, or go to the App Store, download the Prize Picks app today. Use the code Locked On, and you can get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily college sports fantasy made easy. It's PrizePicks.com, and be sure to use the code Locked On. Also, always a pleasure to remind you about Rock Auto, title sponsor here on the Tuesday edition of the Locked On LSU podcast. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts car will ever need rockauto.com. That's rockauto.com. Remember, no need to leave your house, go to the parts store, the car dealership, the chain store, when you could just pull up your phone, pull up your your laptop, type in rockauto.com, search every part for every vehicle, make, model, body, style, year. It's all there, and you can have it delivered directly to your door at a discount. It's rockauto.com. Be sure when you get to checkout, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts car will ever need, rockauto.com. So uh, thank you again for being here and making us your first listen every day on the Locked on LSU podcast. 
Ed Ogeron did also begin previewing the Kentucky Wildcats first, the Kentucky offense. Uh, on offense, they're pro style, 29 points per game. They have the leading rusher. They have the leading receiver in the SEC. They have a great run game. Chris Rodriguez, outstanding runner. Wendell Robinson is very dangerous. Uh, Levi is a very capable passer that operates very well in their offense. Kentucky, of course, is very good at the line of scrimmage. Darren Kennard is their right tackle, who very likely will be a first-round draft pick. Their left tackle is former LSU offensive lineman Dare Rosenthal. Kentucky, as a team, averages 397 yards per game. That's 208 in the air, 189 on the ground. So they have been very balanced and averaging 28 points a game and allowing just 16 a game. So not scoring quite as much as LSU is. Tigers at 31 points a game. But that Kentucky defense has certainly been better. And here uh, is Ed Ogeron talking about the Wildcats defense. Well, defense, they're very stout with a 3-4. They play great technique. Had an outstanding game against Florida. Only 16 points allowed per game. 104 yards rushing. Very stout. Got some tremendous players on that team. Mark Stoops really has done a fantastic job building that program at the line of scrimmage. We mentioned that running game where, you know, you've got Chris Rodriguez, you've got Cavassier Smoke. You heard Ed Ogeron offensively also mention Wandale Robinson, who is a Nebraska transfer who is a dynamic player offensively. He'll line up at receiver. He's got 29 catches for 467 yards and three touchdowns. So almost 500 yards receiving on the season through five games. He is, and he has battled a little bit of an injury, but he uh, he is a game breaker, and he's a guy that can certainly get that offense rolling. So big challenge for LSU um, defensively. And then, you know, of course, uh, defensively for Kentucky, a big 3-4 uh, front, but there is one um, uh, um, one bit of bad news for Kentucky is that their senior nose guard, Marquand McCall, he was removed from the depth chart on Monday with a leg injury that he suffered against Florida. Mark Stoops said McCall will miss the LSU game at a minimum and could be out even longer, so he was injured early in the game, um, and he returned to the sidelines in a boot. He was on crutches. He's a first-year starter after being a backup at, at nose guard for the past three years behind Quentin Bohanna. But he's a 6'3", 344-pounder that's been a solid presence in the middle of that Kentucky defense. Now, the, the stats don't pop, just six tackles, two and a half for loss. But remember, when you're a nose tackle, you're not always generating plays. You're, 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 getting, you're forcing the action away from you. So uh, one of the best games of career was week four against South Carolina. But with McCall out, that means Kentucky turns to sophomores Josiah Hayes and Justin Rogers. So both players in the second year of the program were highly touted four-star recruits. Uh, Hayes is listed as the starter this week. He was a former Ole Miss commit, but ultimately picked Kentucky. So uh, And then Rogers um, was really big uh, in the recruiting profile. He was the third highest rated recruit that um, Kentucky signed over the likes of Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama when when he picked the Wildcats a couple of seasons ago. Hayes is listed at 6'3", 314. Rogers, 6'3", 336. So you're talking about dudes that are much bigger than Liam Shanahan that are going to be lined up as a zero technique and it is going to be a big challenge for LSU center to not get pushed back and you know, not give up the middle of that line. But something certainly worth keeping an eye on this week as LSU is getting ready for Kentucky. Kentucky without a big piece in the middle of its defense.
Naturally, that was a big topic of conversation for Ed Ogeron on Monday where the struggles this offensive line has had for LSU. Well, you know, we sort of see it in a camp. Uh, we didn't have our O-line starting O-line. It was, it was mixed all the time, and, and the continuity wasn't there. I think Coach Davis is doing a tremendous job. You know, listen, we lost our offensive line coach. This is not an excuse. It's a fact, okay, in the middle of the summer. And uh, he comes in, and he's a great coach. But there's a different style. There's some different techniques. Our guys are veteran players. they got to get used to that. And there's a combination of our guys not being out there all the time. And then another combination of just being committed to the run game, being very physical, and we're going to run the football, and this is what we're going to do. So all those things come into factor of why we're not running the ball very well. Again, let me say this again. That is totally my responsibility. I mean, you can say that losing your offensive line coach mattered. In some respects, that's true. But the reason you're in the situation you're in is because James Craig wasn't recruiting or developing offensive linemen at a, a solid enough clip to justify keeping him, which is why LSU moved on from him during the summer. Now, they said it was for cause, or, or well, that was the report, obviously, was that it was for cause because of NCAA violations, but really it was an opportunity to bring in Brad Davis, who they see as an upgrade at that position, and maybe in time he will be, but it is pretty obvious there has been a a growth curve there that has been tough with these growing pains. But specifically, Ed did also talk about recommitting to the run game. First of all, we need to be committed to it. And I think that uh, we need to make a recommitment to calling the run plays that we practice. And sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. And uh, we need to make a couple adjustments on the things that we're doing, maybe some different sets, some different formations to help us be more aggressive and attack the line of scrimmage. And uh, we're not doing that well. Uh, hopefully we can get that done this week. And the other obvious question he was asked was about why LSU didn't run the football when they had the lead, something we talked about on yesterday's podcast. LSU had three fourth-quarter possessions with the lead, ran 12 offensive plays. None of them were running plays. You are two first downs away from running out the clock and winning the game, and they could not get them because they could not establish a run, and Ed was asked why they didn't call running plays late in the game. Yeah, I think that, you know, in fact, I know we were we were working on our first down passing game. It worked very well. You know, I think our guys were spot on in the first, in the first half. Uh, the big play to Kayshawn, you know, all the run passes and, and the short passing game really helped us. They made some adjustments. Uh, they overloaded. Uh, in fact, they dropped nine and, and rushed only two. Uh, that's a situation where we must and will run the football. But when they're dropping eight and rushing only three, we need to find a way to run the football. So, I mean, I think in certain situation we can pass the football certain situation we need to learn how to run the football well there is one very obvious option which we'll talk about here in a second let me first remind you about betonline.ag betonline.ag back and better than ever all eyes on the gridiron with football and full swing and make sure bet online your number one spot for pro and college football action this season betonline.ag New updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. It's all at betonline.ag, the number one source for everything football. So go to the website on your mobile device, betonline.ag, sign up, it's free, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the code Locked On to receive the bonus. One word, Locked On, get a 50% welcome bonus. That means deposit $100, they'll give you $50 free. Deposit $1,000, they'll give you $500 free. Deposit $10,000, they'll give you $5,000 free to play with. You understand the gist. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And, of course, if you're going to be getting out to some football games this weekend and you don't want to pit out, you don't want to be tailgating and have sweat stains everywhere, you know what to do. Sweat block. 
Sweat Block is doctor-created. It's doctor-recommended. These Sweat Block wipes, they actually really work better than any antiperspirant that you would put on, and it's so easy. Put on Sweat Block, apply at night before you go to bed, wake up in the morning, wash, go about your day, and don't worry about sweat anymore. Use Sweat Block antiperspirant wipes, and Sweat Block right now is giving you an opportunity to try it at a discount. You can get 20% off at sweatblock.com and use the promo code locked on. Again, go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code locked on, and get 20% off your order. It's sweatblock, more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. It's sweatblock. Order today at sweatblock.com and get 20% off your order when you use the promo code locked on. All right, we're going to wrap up here um, with one very obvious point about the LSU rushing game, and that's Corey Kiner. Now, Ed Ogeron on Tuesday was a guest on Off the Bench with Jacob Hester and T-Bob Bear, and they asked specifically what it's going to take for Kiner to get more touches. Just keep on doing what he's doing. And uh, we are going to get, we talked about it, we are going to give him and Armani more consistent touches. And uh, those guys are moving up on the depth charts fast. Look, LSU has been dreadful running the football. There's, I'll say it just absolutely bluntly. When there are 130 Division One FBS programs and you're 128th, in rushing offense, you are objectively bad at running the football. Right now, your leading rusher is Corey Kiner. 32 carries for 166 yards. He's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. I want to remind you, I, I know math sometimes in audio form doesn't work out great, but Corey Kiner has 32 rushes for 166. Ty Davis-Price has 45 carries, so he's got 13. 15 more attempts for 141 yards. That's an average of 3.1 yards per carry. Corey Kiner is averaging a full two yards more per carry than Ty Davis-Price. There is, at this point, objectively, no reason at all why Corey Kiner should not be your lead back. He needs to be your lead back getting 15 to 20 rushing attempts per game. If you are going to establish the run and commit to establishing the run, then commit to your best runner. And right now, objectively, that is Corey Connor. It's not Ty Davis-Price. It's not Armani Goodwin. It's not Josh Williams. If LSU manages at some point to get John Emery or Trey Bradford eligible, and there's a way those guys could integrate in this offense, I am open to seeing what they might be able to bring. But right now, Corey Connor is your most physical runner. He can make guys miss. He has a good spin move. He uses a stiff arm. He runs over guys. The fourth and one play in the third quarter where LSU put together their scoring drive, the fourth and one play where Kiner was popped in the backfield and still managed to fight forward for the yard to move the sticks, that's the kind of run no other back on this team right now gives you other than Corey Kiner. So if you are actually serious about committing to the run and trying to establish the line of scrimmage, it has got to be with Corey Kiner running the football. There is no excuse at all at this point for using anyone else in a premier role as a running back then Corey Kiner. I don't care if you say, I want Ty Davis-Price in there because he's a better blocker or someone else in there because they're a better pass catcher. Doesn't matter at this point. Doesn't matter. You need, right now, someone that can give you something positive in the running game, and the only person that's doing right now is Corey Kiner. He's got to be your starting running back. He's got to be your feature back, and if you're going to commit to the run, it's got to be with Corey Kiner. This weekend, though, that challenge is massive. Because Kentucky is one of the best run defenses in the entire conference, if not all of college football. 
Kentucky is allowing 104 rush yards per game. They just went up against one of the best rushing offenses in all of college football with Florida, who was a- Florida was averaging over 300 rush yards per game coming into that that game against Kentucky. Florida was averaging over 300 rush yards. Kentucky held them to 171. I know that's a big number, but 171 on 39 rushes, that's what Florida does. They run the football. You held Florida to almost half of their rushing average. That is incredible. LSU's got a massive challenge trying to run the ball at all, but they're going to have to find a way to do it if you want any semblance of balance in this offensive attack. So we'll see how it might look on Saturday. But again, the big news from Kentucky is that McCall, their big nose tackle, is going to miss this game against LSU and possibly more. So maybe a little bit of a boost for the Tigers there on the interior. All right, it is the Locked on LSU podcast. We're wrapping it up here. Make sure you're subscribed here to the Locked on LSU podcast where we thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And remember, also, Locked on SEC is available. If you love the Southeastern Conference, you get daily SEC news in less than 30 minutes with our buddy Chris Gordy. So subscribe to Locked on SEC as well. Until tomorrow, it's Locked on LSU, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.